Hi, I'm Tashi from Paint by Tashi Jade Bell on Instagram. Hi, I'm Yonja from Germavolt. And this is the Beauty Business Podcast, a podcast that focuses on the business and legal aspects of the beauty and fashion industry. So welcome back to the Beauty Business Podcast. Um, this is Tashi and I have a special guest co-host with me today and her name is Ellie Budik and you heard from her in season one. Hi Ellie, welcome to the show. Hi Tashi, hi everyone. Thanks for having me back. Uh, it's such a pleasure talking to you last time that I knew for sure that in some way or form I had to have you back on the show. Well, that's just music to my ears and I'm so <laughs> glad to be back. And as you know, um, you and I have, you know, off off the podcast have talked about, you know, skincare and beauty and how we love this business. So how can I not be part of this? It's like my dream job. <laughs> oh, you're such a sweetie. Thank you. So to, in today's episode, we're going to talk about the business of hair removal. It's a thing and it's a business that's worth over a million billion dollars and besides having in salon treatments there are also very innovative um, at-home treatments that are getting more and more affordable as the prices uh, you know as as technology uh, improves or, ha- or has improved over the past few years what are your thoughts on hair removal Ellie I think it's the best thing since sliced bread, honestly. (laughs) Someone who comes from a European background and having a blonde dad with like hardly any hair (laughs) and like my mom's sort of olive skinned with dark hair, but like she has no hair on her, um, you know, like on your arms or your legs. She's not really hairy, but girl, hair, hair is, I, I really don't like hair. It just needs to be on my head (laughs) and I have done laser on my legs. I've done, obviously I've done at home laser as well as a professionally at a clinic. Wow. And done my underarms. I think when I did my underarms, honestly, it was life changing. Really? Yeah. It gave me confidence to lift up my arms. You know, like Ah. if you're at a concert or you're like waving yeah, yeah. your people or you're wearing a short um, sleeve yeah. shirt. Yeah. I, I, I felt so free. Like That's amazing. Yeah, because my hair's dark. So yeah. as you you know, you know, as you shave, you're cutting off the first part of the hair. Yep. It doesn't make it darker, it just looks darker because you cut it off at, at a certain growth point. True. Um yeah, so I, I just hated I just hated that look of um and also just as you know when you shave and use um, deodorant and stuff like that. Um, sometimes your skin does change in color. Oh, it stains to, the skin a bit, right? It makes yeah, it a bit darker. Yeah. yeah, it can change a bit darker too. So once I started doing laser, yeah, um, it was like the best thing ever. But um, but I also have a little machine myself, a little IPL machine, and every six weeks I use it, and it's like. Honestly, the best thing, as I said. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I'm I'm from an Asian background, and while there are hairy Asians, there are also Asians who are not that hairy. <laughs> Most <laughs> of the hair is on my face, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. on my head, or on my legs and underarms. Never really had an issue, 
But mm. I do know, like, for a lot of women out there that, you know, getting the hair removed from their arms, uh, you know, their hands, uh, the rest of their body is very important for their self-confidence. So it's oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And recently, um, you know, that I'm in my 30s, even the hair, the tiny hairs, let's say around my, you know, my upper lip yeah, and on the side <laughs> on your face, like, you yeah. know, the side of your face, um, you know, next to your ear. As you get a bit older, I'm noticing everything's darker. I know. <laughs> so but... it's noticeable. And then if you wear foundation, if you wear makeup, sometimes those hairs will catch. Yes. Will catch the product yeah. and it stays on there and it drove me crazy. And mind you, I, I just normally wear tinted sunscreen. Mm. So I decided that's it. The mo has to go, even though there was hardly a mo. <laughs> and, and I remember researching about, yeah. you know, if you should like, you know, shave that upper lip and then do laser or IPL. And they said, like, do it now before your late 40s because that's when the white hair is coming. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so you, it's way too hard to get rid of them. Obviously, the hair needs to be um, dark in pigment. Yeah. So I did it, and I did it with a home device, and All it worked right. really well. It works really well, and every now and then I tell my friends, is there anything? Can you tell? Can you tell what I do? And they're like, no, what are you so obsessive about it? And I'm like, no, I just don't want to be one of those, you know, old ladies with a mo. With a mo, yeah. <laughs> I, I, There's I just nothing lo- wrong with that, by the yeah. way, if you want to rock one. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm just so amazed by how much technology has progressed that we actually get to have these products to use at home so ipl stands for intense pulse light therapy and that's different from laser therapy which i think laser is more like burning isn't it whereas like ipl uses intense wavelengths of light yes to, it's a different form yeah so to sort of um inhibit the growth of new hairs once you've got it um sort of shaved off or removed at the roots yes the best way is to obviously shave it yeah, rather than have it waxed or plucked because if you have a wax, usually the wax, most of the time, the wax will actually remove the root because mm. the root needs to stay in there. So the pulsing, when the light goes through the hair follicle, it hits the root mm. where it stunts its growth. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's such a good tip, actually. I don't think many yeah. people realize that. So, yeah, just if you're looking to use um, an at-home IPL handset, um, make sure you follow the tips from Ali. <laughs> make sure you shave, girl. Shave away. <laughs> and just on topic, um, we're very fortunate today to have um, the founder of Go Bear, which is one of the leading at-home IPL handset brands in Australia on the show. So um, we're very lucky today to have on the show Jennifer McHale, the founder of Go Bear, which is Australia's leading IPL handset brand. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hi. Thanks, guys, for having me. I'm really excited. I'm so happy that you could make it for the show. Thank you so much. So, uh, Jen, we have some questions for you uh, about yep. IPL handsets and basically about Go Bear. So, um, Ellie, if you'd like to lead with the questions. Absolutely. First of all, Jen, welcome to the show. 
Um, I just wanted to say also a big congratulations on winning the best at home IPL hair remover handset in the best beauty awards by Prevention Magazine. What a treat. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's such a nice recognition really. And, you know, like when you put hard work in for well deserved. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you could celebrate (laughs) big on that one. Definitely yes. Yeah. Yep. So now we would absolutely love to know a little bit about you, your background, education, interest. So anything that you'd like to share. Uh, yeah. We want it. We want to know who Jen is. Who Jen is? Hey guys, I'm Jen. Um, I am from Sydney, and I am the founder and the owner of Go Bear. I'm also an accountant, so I wow, also have an accounting really? business. <laughs> I, I did accounting as my um, um, bachelor's, yeah, with law. So, yeah, I can so relate. My husband's an accountant as well. My, and my father, oh, wow. my father and my mother and my, my brother. Oh, wow, you know, family an, of accountants. Yeah, yeah, they all train as accountants, yeah. but my brother's into investment banking now. So, you oh, know, wow. yeah, I think, yeah, accountants... Wow are not boring they're actually very creative people thank you yeah thank you always coming up with brilliant <laughs> ideas so cool yeah, we are we are creative accountants we need to be everything is changing all the time i know yeah so that's so going so going from accounting to go bear how did that go about when was that light bulb moment when you went you know what um, this is me singing. <laughs> this is what I want to do, and this is what I'm passionate about. I honestly didn't really think Go Bear would kind of evolve to what it is today. I honestly just thought it'd be like, hey, you know, I've I've kind of created an accounting business. I'm in a stable state right now. You know, I want to do something on the side. Um, and what what was going on was I was I was I was working with a lot of beauty professionals which kind of gave me insight into what was missing in the market. And that's where Go Bear came. Hmm. So when it comes to beauty and skincare, is this something you've always been passionate about, about, you know, looking after your skin as well as, you know, um, no hair, please? No hair, please. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've definitely always been interested in beauty products. I just don't agree that loving beauty products and wanting the newest beauty innovations should cost the consumer a huge amount of money. Oh, yeah, so that's why that. I've decided. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I've uh, this is why I've decided to create affordable beauty products that have that come with amazing results. Yeah, that's so amazing. I I I I'm, I was when I looked at the price point, I was like, "Are you for real? How did you <laughs> how did you come up with an IPL handset that works so well at that price? I mean, thank you from all of us hairy people." <laughs> oh my goodness, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, just doing it, it. I think the whole privacy, doing it. In your own time, not having that, um, you know, that awkward. Uh, I've had laser done encounter, before, and it's so, with the, such yeah. an awkward encounter. <laughs> it is, and it is also because... it depends where you, you know, what you're getting done. Um, it can be really, um, yeah, really awkward. So. I love the fact that you can just, oh, I've got a bit of time tonight and I don't plan to sunbake tomorrow, so I can just zap, zap, zap the hair away. Zap, yeah, and it gets really addictive, just FYI. So you'll start with like one arm and then you get to the neck and then like the legs and you're like, oh, my God, what's next? And then you kind of like find your little brother and you're like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Come here. laughs> you're my next victim. <laughs> 
Now, can that you, is so good. Can you use the IPR handset on the face as well? Or maybe I should take you a can. step back, sorry. Can you talk to us how, how your IPL handset works? Of course, yeah. Um, look, I've always found it to be an interesting product. The technology behind it, just the idea of being able to remove your hair at home, that still blows my mind. Um, not many people know exactly what IPL is and how it works. So it uses intense pulse light technology. Essentially, it uses light energy, which converts into heat, to destroy the hair follicles deep into the skin without damaging the surrounding skin, which then significantly reduces the hair growth. Um, this puts the hair into what we call, and I have my little my little bunny fingers up, a resting phase. So then the existing hair then sheds naturally and then regrowth is slowed down. So how often do you have to use it to get the optimal results? results yeah. we recommend using it once or twice a week for 12 weeks okay. um we we have found like through our customers that results are coming in maybe like on your third or fourth week mm-hmm. um and then after the 12 week treatment you go on maybe like monthly or every three months or just whenever you need to really touch up on any tips on using the the handset? Because um, Ellie was telling me that it's better to shave and not use wax or... Yeah, correct. So we always recommend using like a gentle exfoliant before shaving or using the IPL. Uh-huh. Um, just kind of like, just kind of get like the dead skin off your, um, wherever you want to treat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you must shave because we need to get to the hair follicle. So if you're not, if you don't shave, um, the, the light would then target because because the light it targets the darkest the darkest thing that, like, that's it's going for. So if you have hair above your skin, it's going to go for the hair, not the hair follicle. Okay. So yeah. you know when you do it, do you, you know do you smell the tiny little hairs and like you know zap them if you used them around your face? Because obviously we do have a layer of. Um, facial hair on our skin some more than others but usually it's like you know tiny um do you oh, like the fluff like the exactly fluff, yeah. yeah like the little I, fluff <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i shave that part of my face yeah so i yeah. use a derma it's called a derma plan yes yeah 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 so um yeah i'm i'm kind of obsessed with it i love that that like that like clean look face like where your like hair is like cut off if that makes sense like on your forehead yeah i don't know yeah yeah that's why i zapped away my upper lip because i just couldn't even though it was like really light i just couldn't handle seeing anything that attached to it like you know sunscreen or foundation and i'm like well i was probably the only one that ever noticed but yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i feel like you you would notice a lot more on your face than others do but um me personally, I think it also comes down to like the pressure <laughs> because people assume that I'm just hairless because I own a, you know, a hair with bread. <laughs> so, so I'm like, you know, I'm always carrying a shaver around, you know. <laughs> oh, we wanted yeah. to know when, when, when did you start Go Bear? Like when, how long has it been in the business for now? Wow. You, you know what's so funny? I, I, the last couple of weeks I've actually been – planning towards our five years i thought it was our five years this year it's really not <laughs> wow that's <laughs> we, amazing we, well done five we, years in the biz 
No, no, no. I thought it was five years. So I have been oh. mentally preparing to like, you know, like discounts and a, and a party and, you know, celebration. Yes. We launched, I launched Go Bear in November 2018. So it hasn't even been, as like, it's, it's going to hit four years in about a couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, you guys survived COVID and all the changes and changes on Instagram and then TikTok yeah. came in and took over. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I, I think I get, um, I adapt to change really quickly. I think I get that from my accounting side. Mm. Yes. Uh, because like, you know, tax is always changing and, you know, yeah. you've got a family full of accountants. So, you know, yeah. I could always imagine they're just always studying. Um, yeah. Legislation is always changing and new regulations right. coming right. through. So you're very good with yeah. change. That's amazing. I mean, in four years, you've come very far. I mean, Thank to be you. like to have won Thank awards, you. beauty awards, and to be stocked in all these amazing um, retailers like the Shaver Shop, etc. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no. So, what would you say? What were the, some of the challenges that you faced when you started Go Bear? <laughs> I would say one of our biggest challenges was sourcing great quality materials while mm. keeping costs down to ensure the product is feasible. Again, yes. we wanted to offer products that are affordable and they don't sacrifice on quality. Yes. That's such a hard balancing act to do because every, yeah. everything obviously costs more or the material if you want better quality. So it's like, where do you make money and make it all worth it? That's right. Yeah, and especially now with the whole um, inflation, everything's right, the cost of our living and everything is rising at the moment. Um, so we have a whole pipeline of new products coming out but they we've had to kind of delay them just a little bit yeah and we've got to I feel like our strategy has changed dramatically because I think now the strategy has changed again because we're like okay we're going to work we're going to focus on a product that isn't in the market right now yeah so we kind of had to pause well not had to but I just I feel like I've kind of had to focus on one thing or the other like I've been like a, like an I've been like an ultimatum kind of thing Yes. Um, so what makes you decide which product to launch next? What, like, what kind of – do you do research? Do you do market research? Do you do customer research? Um, yeah. How is that process done from a business point of view, especially when it comes to a product-based business? Yeah, so there's a, there's a few points. So there's always going to be continuous research when it comes to our customer base and our audience. Mm-hmm. So it's asking for feedback. It's – it's um, looking at the questions that's being asked, you know, what's what's our product la- um, lacking or um, it's also just keeping up with, like, the beauty industry and see what is missing out there kind of thing. Mm, um, yep. Or if there's a product out there already, how do we make it even better? Mm. Um, also, now that we're with retailers, retailers might, you know, point out certain things or they might point out, hey, you know what, like we're not, we don't have this or, hey, have you ever thought about this? And then that kind of discussion comes up and then we're like, we kind of work on that. Due to the bad economy, unfortunately, that, you know, the whole world is going through, have you noticed that customer behaviour has changed in a sense of they taking a little bit longer to decide on purchasing your product or any product? Or do you find it that they need more convincing why this is so great and why your product is different? Yeah, that's a good question. So, look, I think this really comes down to what products you're selling. You really need to have that point of difference. The The market itself is 
competitive as it is. So when we have inflation, the rising cost of living and, you know, consumers are going to second guess, they're going to second guess what they're going to purchase. So I feel like we've mastered this with the IPL hair removal and we're kind of, we're kind of ready for like, you know, those bumps that happen in the market. Like look at COVID, for example, we were very fortunate at, at that, at that time, mm. you know, because the government was like, Hey, we're going to close down all the clinics. Yes. Okay, you can't leave your home. So we had to really act on that. And um, yeah, so we had to really act on that kind of that government movement. But um, yeah, this all comes down to how you differentiate yourself from everyone else in the market. So for example, for us, we have an inbuilt LCD screen to help navigate the customer through their treatments. Uh-huh. So it'll tell you it'll tell you what level you're on, are you on the automatic or the, the manual mode. Wonderful. They help as well. They help as well. So, you know, we've got an automatic or manual. So you can either click the button to zap so you kind of control it or it'll go off by itself. Obviously not in the air. It, it has to touch the skin. Mm. <laughs> but it's got a safety. It's got a skin safety um, part of it as well, So which is really good. But I did, you know, also, it, I did notice um, compared to looking at the other IPL devices, yours look. Like it's actually a lot easier to hold in your hand. It's not as bulky. It's a bit narrower yeah. um, than the rest of the um, products. Okay, now tell us a little bit more about how you actually use the device. So before care and after care of the actual IPL hair, yeah. hair removal set. Yeah, so I always recommending cleaning the skin, whether that's um, you know in the shower, using a gentle exfoliant kind of, Brush off the dead skin. Mm-hmm. Then you'll go in and you'll shave. Mm. So you'll shave the, the, the area that you want to treat. Mm. Um, I don't know how specific you want me to go into this, but I guess, you know, you plug in the IPL <laughs> to the PowerPoint. <laughs> good point. Um, <laughs> Very good point. Um, yeah, and then you just switch it on. So then you would, select, you would select what level you want to use. We always recommend starting off with, like, the lowest level and kind of working your way up because – Especially if you're not used to laser, or sorry, IPL, um, or, you, or you haven't gone to get, like, you know, hair removal done in a clinic, uh, the, the, just the, like the feeling of that kind of, like, hot sensation feeling that it mm. kind of brings out. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of getting familiar with that feeling. But once you do, you'll be able to play one of the, the levels. But, yeah, so you'd select the level that you want to use. Um yeah. And let's just say we're going to go with legs first. You know, you have the option to turn the automatic mode on and mm. it's got a safety a okay. safety feature inbuilt with this product. So That's what happens cool. is yeah. once you've selected the manual mode, mm. the flashes won't go off by itself. So if you held it in the air, it won't flash off. Mm. Um, it will only flash once the full screen is touching your skin. Mm. Yeah, so that was really, that was really important. <laughs> that was really important for us. Yeah, so when you buy the IPL machine, what's included in it? What do you get for your money, basically? So you get the IPL handset itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the adapter and you also get safety glasses and a shaver. Oh, nice. Mmm, yeah. fancy glasses, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say them. <laughs> Absolutely. That's amazing. So now we're going a little bit, you know, a different way. So do you, st- I, do you still work as an accountant? Do you have a regular job or Go Bear is your one and only right now? At the moment, I am juggling. 
between the two. So I own my accounting business. Yes. Um, which it, it, it does, it's got its pros and its cons because I can, sometimes I can control the volume of work and I can, you know, take on less clients, take on more clients. It just depends on how busy GoBear is. Yes. But then sometimes it just gets hella busy and you're just like, oh, and I feel like, I feel like some days I have the balance just right. Mm-hmm. But then other days, other days I'm just a hot mess. So. <laughs> Especially oh, yeah. when with, like it's tax, tax time is coming up, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. So what about balancing like you're, you know, having, you know, you you have two businesses now that you need to look after. So how do you balance work life? Um, is there a balance? You know, do you burn out <laughs> often? How do you deal with burnout? This is one thing that I, I struggled yeah. the most. Is the, the, you know, every burnout. few months there's a burnout. And then, but if I don't do anything, nothing gets done. But then I get burned out really quickly. <laughs> Yeah, it's a cycle. So how, it's how do you deal cycle. with this? Do you have any great, you know, tips or tricks that have worked for you in the past or something that you're doing for yourself that is working right now? Yeah, I look, I used to get, I feel like I'm a bit burnt out now because I've, we, we've had really crazy months. But in the past, I used to get burnt out, I would say more frequently than I do now. Mm. And I think that's because I've kind of worked on my downtime. Yes. And it was... I feel like for myself it was a bit of a struggle because I didn't know how to switch off and I didn't I didn't really understand that rest is also productive. Yes, that's yeah. so true. So oh, I love so, that. Yeah. Make sure you yeah, take a vitamin so, D as well. Lots of vitamin <laughs> D and C. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was just like and I think it comes down to like my personality. I feel like as well with, with accounting like I'm continuously looking after my clients or mm. go bear, we'll look after the consumers and we're, you know, like they're the first people that I want to, like, you know, answer their questions and so on. So I think it's really important to look after yourself. And when it comes to that, you know, rest is productive too thing, it's, I found it very challenging because I felt like whenever I wasn't doing anything, I felt guilty. A bit like, you know, Oh, um, my God, yeah, I get that as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. You said that's like, yeah, so like, like anxious yeah, feeling, right? It must, it must come from, like, our childhood, right? So yeah. I feel like, I feel like you know, in year 12, um, if I wasn't studying, I was – I just had this really guilty feeling, like, you know, on yeah. my head. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I think now it's – I'd have to be productive all the time. I shouldn't feel guilty for it. I think it's so important to take breaks and look after your mental health. Absolutely. Literally, literally do nothing. Like yeah. I had this conversation with my friend and she was just struggling. She used to go out uh, over the weekend, you know, see her boyfriend, her partner and, um, you know, her family. And then when it come to like Sunday night or Monday morning, she felt really down <gasps> mm. because she, she didn't know how to spend alone time with herself. Yeah. And I think that comes hand in hand when it's like do nothing and, and be kind of comfortable with just being by yourself doing nothing. Yes. I had yeah. these issues for a very, very long time. I'm always being a doer, like doing, 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 yeah. doing. And yeah. um, then when I have nothing to do or I'm supposed to be doing nothing, I actually just go, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing yeah. with my life? This is when I question That's- everything I do. <laughs> <laughs> I stop and I go, oh my God, I'm in my 30s. What are you doing with your life? Where is this going? And then my husband, but I'm not saying this out loud. I'll be thinking this, and my husband will yeah, be yeah. looking at me and going, can you just stop? 
I can tell. <laughs> and he could tell from your facial expression. Yeah, yeah. And he would tell me, he would always tell me, he's like, oh my God, it's that mood, isn't it? Like, what is it yeah. now? I'm like, oh God, I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's just, I think one thing about being human is you're constantly learning. You're constantly I'm learning how to right. approach things in a different way, how to look after yourself, how to look after your family, how to look after anybody, a friend. <laughs> So what do yeah, you do, yeah. Jen, in, in your in your downtime? I'm interested. Pardon? What do you do in your downtime? Okay, so recently mm. I started with former Pilates. Nice. And mm. it, is, it is like my favorite thing now. And it is I'll tell you why, it's I've made it a priority and it is it's my forty five minutes all to myself. Oh, right? that's so it's, cool. It, it's, it's where That's I really awesome. learned to just switch off. Like, yes, I'm dying, you know, with the pulses and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it is, so cute. if it, it doesn't is, hurt, it's not happening. <laughs> beauty is pain, beauty is pain. <laughs> yes. So how often do you hit the Pilates? Um, I, I was doing three times a week. Um, I was naughty this week. I did two. Um, <laughs> but I just, I just got busy. So, um, but yeah. But um, yes. no, I, I, I try to aim for at least three times because it's not just for exercise, but it's also for my mental health. It's mm, just, like that's I said, so that's that downtime. And, yeah. and someone like me, I make silly mistakes when I'm burnt out, when I'm tired or, you know, and we really oh, can't we all do. Mistakes, yeah, we right? all go through that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, would you, Jen, would you say that you have a bit of a, let's say, like a morning routine because having two businesses, obviously the emails never stop. And the messages, and um, you know, having orders come through. Um, <laughs> I so have this, I have this discussion with yeah. my sister. Yeah, every I think every day because so she's my sister. For example, she's come from a corporate job, nine to five, and then she yes. now started her, her own mortgage broking business. Amazing. And I, and I and I always have a chat with her because I really I didn't get that corporate kind of experience. So you know, when it comes to my processes, really, I just I thought. I'd, I didn't make them up, but I just like, you know, am, am I doing this right? Is there better processes? And I'm always continuously thinking, you know, what's well, yeah, the better you're way to do improving this? yourself and your processes. Yeah. 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 But honestly, I always tell her, I'm like, I don't understand how people can wake up in the morning, attend to emails, and then continue with their day and only go to emails in the morning. But I get emails all throughout the day. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I have to, I have to kind of juggle it. I've got to be like, you know, okay, I've got a, a bunch of things to do during the day and then. I feel like with the emails thing, it's like it'll just happen either in between or morning or afternoon or you might get an email from me at 11.30 p.m. or like 5 a.m. I'm just very like, (laughs) I don't know, I just – Yes, yeah. when was the time like have you do you do pretty much everything yourself when it comes to your business as in in a sense of like do you have an assistant do you do you have anyone outside of you helping you run your businesses at the moment um i've kind of stole so not stole i've kind of um what's the word borrowed borrowed hide i don't know my siblings. I, I'm one of five, thank God. So yeah, hide. You can say hide, your siblings. <laughs> You're one of five. How lucky! That's oh, nice. so five, good to yeah. be in a big family. I always wanted that. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'm, look, I'm very, I'm very, and I, and I think this comes from this. I, I, I kind of thrive in chaos because I'm so used of 
loud. I'm so used to noise. Yeah, I'm I'm a noise weirdo because my family's really loud. (laughs) (laughs) Like you'd come over and we're having like whistling like I'm I'm in the living room having tea at like 10 p.m. watching watching a TV show. So (laughs) I know someone's having breakfast at 11 p.m. Like someone's actually having eggs and it's like it's 11 p.m. It's just you just go with the flow. It's normal. Yeah, it it is what it is, really. So with with your yeah. siblings, um, you know, do you have them helping you with like fulfillment, like you know, packaging and handling so, the orders? Um, what do they help you with, if you don't mind us asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course, of course. I, I when I first started Go Bear, I was doing everything. So yeah, like packing, operations, finance, wow, um, all the jazz. Yeah. Um, I I have I have outsourced marketing at the moment. Nice. Um, yeah, they they're amazing. I love them. Um, so um, that's marketing. I outsource PR. Mm. Sarah Humphreys, they're yeah. also amazing. Yeah, Do you amazing. find that, that that has just freed up so much of your time and energy to actually not work for the business and not work in the business, but actually work for the be- betterment of the business? Yeah, no, like when you're doing too much, it, it, it gets too much. Like you're not really thinking what's best for the business because you're trying to balance too many things. So I believe, like I always tell my clients, Especially with like, I feel like people always jump the gun and they, you know, when they start a business, they just hire so quickly or they get a massive warehouse and they think they need all these. And it's comes down to my accounting. Yes. <laughs> my accounting so brain. when when did you feel comfortable to be like, okay, that's it. It's actually time now for me. I, I've got enough money to start hiring outside of just me. Me, um, yeah. When was the time where you felt comfortable to do that? Was it a money thing or was it just, okay, I don't have the time, my time is better spent somewhere else? Um, I think time, money and expertise. So mm-hmm. um, we got we outsourced marketing from Day Dot. So we, um, bu- we brought on that marketing agency from the very beginning. So even before we launched, we'd have meetings with them and, you know, sh- strategize how we're going to launch, what the products are, so on, so on. Yes. We, when I say we. When you say marketing, are you saying your social media as well? Like, for example, like someone's looking after your Instagram as well as content creation and influencer outreach. Yes. So that was from the get-go. From the get-go. So um, they look like my social media, like Instagram, Facebook, um, and then I would work with them, you know, kind of work on the like the influencer side of things as well. Yes. Um, and then I, I then approached PR when we started to hit retailers. Mm. Yes. Because I think, yeah. you know, we needed that, you know, a bit more credibility. Visibility more as well. That, yeah, uh, we needed more awareness because, you know, retail isn't just, you know, yes, you know, we're into a store now, you know, we're going to make it. And it's actually a lot more work. Yeah. Yes. So yes. We, yeah. we did have a question about that one. Yeah. So Jen, I mean, it's amazing that you're now stocked in so many leading retailers in Australia, like Priceline, the Shaver Shop, and even the Iconic. Was it difficult then to get them on board? And what kind of challenges did you face when trying when approaching these retailers? Initially, well, I feel like all new things, yes, initially are hard. Mm. This is, a, this is honestly a story that I love to um, always go back to and kind of reflect on. Five months in our business, I was approached by a guy who owned just one single Priceline store. Really? And, yeah, and he was That's asking amazing. just one of our products. 
So, you know, you could imagine how excited I was. I was, I was yeah. young. I had just, you know, given a lot to go bare. Mm. I remember him saying to me, yeah. if you don't pass in my store, you will fail in all stores. Wow. And, you know, like whether or not that was true or not, mm. I had to step back. I had to ground myself and I had to and – and I think – I think I've realized a part of me wasn't ready. The business wasn't ready for retail. And I feel like it was a hard truth that I had to accept, Mm. you know, to stop myself and kind of acknowledge the state of the business. Am I ready for retail? Mm. And, you know, and it's hard because, you know, like, you know, you've got everyone around you, you know, saying like, wow, what an, what an opportunity, you know, you must seize the moment. And, you know, you get caught up in all that jazz and all Mm. that excitement. And, I feel like, yes, I did seize that moment. However, I did with another opportunity. Cool. So what I did was instead of saying yes to it, it was kind of like, you know what, I'm going to rebrand, I'm going to remodel. <laughs> I'm yes. going to come up with new strategies and focuses for the business. Wow. Um, and, and just really answer hard-hitting questions. Like, am I able to – afford enough stock for both the online side plus our retailers yeah and the supply ha- chain is so important isn't it yeah and you know we have to start again with, with more processes and more emails and you know like more spreadsheets and you know work mm. out work out our margins and work out you know if we order a certain amount of stock and you know it is allocated to the online stores allocated to the retailers what what do the retailers uh, like what are their demands and what are their expectations? Mm. And and also a really big one is, uh, like, well, am I scaling too quickly? Mm. So, yeah, so, you know, it got to that point where, you know, I just, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been winging it for like, you know, <laughs> a couple of months now and I'm like, wow, like, you know, I've got no idea what I'm doing. What am I doing? But, yeah, but look. So um, now having that experience, I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off. Um, so now having that experience of going through um, that e- with someone approaching you and you being really sort of hard on yourself and saying, I need to do more work, I need more work, what would be some of your tips to the other product-based owned, um, product businesses when it comes to approaching retailers or even when they are approached, um, what would be your sort of formula or how you can evaluate yourself if you are ready for such a big step? Yeah, I, I think it comes down to what I said before. It's understanding, are you ready for that retailer to take you on? Mm-hmm. Again, you know, do you have enough stock? Um, does it fit within your margins? Are you going to profit from this? Um, you know, I didn't really just want to go into stores for awareness and credibility. It was more for like, you know, at the end of the day, you're running a business and you need to make a certain type of profit to kind of keep going. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, another one, I guess, again, it comes down to the point of difference. You have to make sure that you're one, you're not a product that you've already been like a product that isn't already in the store. Mm. And if you are, you've got to be different to that kind of product. Yeah. So again, you know, with our IPL, you know, we did our research before approaching um, one of the retailers, and that was, you know, the IPLs they didn't have an inbuilt screen, they didn't have as many flashes that we had, um, the automatic and the and the and the manual mode, um, and I think another point is your pitching, how you come across to the buyer, or or when they or if the buyer approaches you. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that first point of contact and how you communicate and, you know, you've got to really 
tell them, not just from a product perspective, but like a business perspective, how you're going to help them kind of way. Yes. Yeah. So would you recommend um, business owners approaching stores themselves or basically waiting to build a big platform, um, you know, have many orders? Is that something they ask for as well? You know, do they ask, hey, can you show us, you know, how, you know, your conversion yeah. rates? Um, you know, how often do you, you know, conversion rates as you know, you know what it is. So do, yeah. they, do they ever ask for that sort of information? To answer your first question, I believe um, you're never going to be ready because if you have that mentality that you're like, oh, I'm not big enough or, so, um, you know, I have to approach that retailer when I have a certain amount of followers or, you know, I've used this influencer or I have that product, you just got to do it. You just got to approach the buyer. If you believe in your product and you believe that you have a point of difference and that you're going to do well in that retail store, just go for it because yes. you're always going to be hanging yourself if you're just like, Oh, you know, I can always do better. Yes, you can always do better. A product, a business, it can always do better, but that's all within time. So um, That is great advice. I love it. Thank you. It's <laughs> really um, good, yeah. That was just, just um, did they ask you for conversion uh, rates? Like, um, you know. Uh, look, I haven't. I I feel like, so we, we went to Priceline. Actually, no, we went to Ozpan Beauty first and Priceline. And I feel like we had to – I didn't just jump the gun and go to another retailer quickly. I, I had to kind of see how it was going first in, in, in Priceline, for example. Mm. Um, and I think the Iconic and Shaver Shop were simultaneously at the same time because the Iconic actually took, like, I think 13 months. Wow. <laughs> yeah, to, okay. yeah, it's a long that, process. That was a long one. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, with, again, with the IPL device, it isn't just like, you know, an easy product. Um, but yeah, but it really, I, I know one retailer, actually, no, I think all of them really loved, they really loved our branding and they really loved our social proof. Well, that is such a good little tip for all the brand owners listening. That's really, really good. You can find GoBear on Instagram at GoBearSkin, all in one word. Cooper is also available at the Shaver Shop, Priceline, The Iconic and Odds Hair and Beauty. They also have their own website which you can purchase your handset from at gobear.com.au. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, I mean truly appreciate you listening in. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and iHeartRadio. You can also find us on our website, thebeautybusinesspodcast.com and Instagram at thebeautybusinesspodcast. And on Facebook at The Beauty Business Podcast. Feel free to email us at info at thebeautybusinesspodcast.com or DM us if there are any issues you would like us to cover. Thank you. Thank you. And we hope you will join us for our next episode.